Hello there and welcome to the Lost the Dressing Room podcast, your new favourite football podcast with myself, Adam Humphreys, alongside Adam Solomon. Thank you to everyone who has listened and downloaded and liked and followed us on social media. It is much appreciated. If you, if you haven't followed us on social media yet, where the hell are you? What are you doing? <laughs> you can join us on Instagram at LTDR podcast, Twitter ltdr underscore podcast and you can email us with any ideas for future episodes or just general feedback to tell us how great we are on lost the dressing room podcast at gmail.com so thanks again everyone so today we're going to be looking at the very very short-lived managerial career of everybody's favorite mank pundit gary neville ad i know you've done quite a bit of research there on this one yeah it was uh, it was pretty funny to be fair yeah as you said, there isn't a lot to go on at his, at his time out there, spoiler alert, but um, the comments from ex-footballers from the time make it, really, to be honest. Um, they are they are pretty hilarious and pretty damning for Gary as well. He does get some support. It's not all, all hate um, for, the, for the Mancunian, but um, yeah, uh, he didn't do very well. Quite a random appointment as well, really, just on the face of it. I know yeah. we'll go into it more shortly. Yeah, but. there was there was a reason why he ended up in that hot seat at the Mastaya. But yeah, we will explain that when we uh, when we make a start. So Gary Alexander Neville. I don't know if that's his middle name. Is, did you find his middle name out? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it written. There, oh, it yeah. is Alexander. Yeah, I don't Gary know where Alexander, I... born 1975 in Bury. So he's a he's a proper mank lad. Yes, indeed. Joined by his brother Phil. Yeah, and um, do you know what his dad's name is? Oh, is it Neville? Neville. 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 Isn't it? Neville yeah, <laughs> that's probably one of the the greatest facts there is about Gary. To be fair, uh, Neville. Neville. His uh, his granddad must have spent ages coming up with that one. <laughs> so um, he played his entire career with Man United, and he was part of the class of '92. The lower echelons of quality. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of the class of '92 because they hardly ever go on about it up at. Man United, but um, it was basically a youth team in 1992 that won the Youth Cup, the prestigious Youth Cup, yeah, as it was back then. Um, so you had Phil Neville, Gary Neville, Ryan Giggs, whatever happened to him, David Beckham, Paul Daughters Toes Skulls, <laughs> and a young Robbie Savage. Who'd have thought that back in the day? All those players that went on to win title after title with Man United and then Poor Robbie Savage had to make do with Leicester and Derby and Blackburn. He won the League Cup, though, with Leicester. He did, yeah. And um, he nearly scored an overhead kick, which he was banging on about the other day on BT Sport, but he did go over the bar, so I don't really know why. <laughs> oh, no, fair play. I don't really like Robbie Savage as a footballer, but as a pundit, he winded up Chris Sutton. It's, it's pretty funny every every week on uh, BT oh, Score. Oh, I can't stand Robbie Savage. I'll be honest with you. He's <laughs> the, the one Welsh player. I just yeah, I just doesn't really have much talent. I think I remember he was interviewed on BT Sport about wanting to leave Birmingham. I think when he mm. wanted to join Blackburn, and he basically said he he was just a, a prick in training <laughs> to force his move, and even admitted that himself. And then he joined he joined Derby, didn't he? Later in his career, he did. Yeah, and he did he did fuck all at yeah. Derby. The team with the lowest number of points ever in the Premier League. Yeah, season. I think that's when they were sponsored by Pedigree, which I always thought was Pedigree Chum, but apparently it's some like owl brewery. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I would have assumed Pedigree Chum. Yeah, <laughs> just like dog food on the front of their, which you know that pretty well, much summed up their season. That exactly, year, but... dog shit for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I I quite like him winding up Sutton because Sutton he's so up himself on it. Considering he played for Celtic for like two months, and then he bangs on about. 
oh, you know, um, Celtic are so superb and Celtic will probably get to the Champions League final and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, oh, he just needs someone to take him down a peg or two sometimes. I could have sworn I've heard him say as well, if Celtic were in the Premier League, they would get Champions League. Oh, football. yeah. You know, and, you know, I've got no disrespect to Celtic. Celtic are a great football team, but... You know, come on, at, at least like someone like Henrik Larsson, I would take his yeah. opinion on Celtic, you know, or John Collins, but yeah. not Chris Sutton. <laughs> and he couldn't cut it, at, cut it at Chelsea, could he? Oh, yeah, that, that, that's the best bit. That, that's that's why I like Savage, because he'll just, uh, if he ever slags off anyone who's at Chelsea, Savage will just go, well, you didn't do very well there, did you? Did you, Chris? <laughs> With your one goal? They were at Blackburn, though, SAS, Shearer and Sutton. Yeah, but then, you know, anyone could have been the full guy for Shearer, couldn't they? Absolutely, the mate. Absolutely, yeah. You know, legend. You uh, you play next to him and during that season, you're going to get about 15, 16 goals, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, Just... exactly. Just the rebounds yeah. when he hits the bar. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't even care about his Premier League winner's medal. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> if you want to come on, Chris, that'd be great. Uh, right to reply and all that. So, um, young Gary makes his debut... Against a team in Europe called Torpedo Moscow. What the hell? That may be the greatest name for a football team ever. <laughs> no, ex- I could, I could not. I, I don't remember the, his debut, but I remember Torpedo Moscow being a team around the uh, early nineties, and and that was my, my dad's exact comment. This is the greatest name for a team that he's ever heard. Were they quick out the blocks? Were they? <laughs> <laughs> Torpedo Torp- Moscow. I want to kind of focus the episode on that, to be honest yeah. with you. I want, I want to know all about Torpedo Moscow. Yeah, it, I don't even know if they're... Well, they probably are still about. I don't think they're in the higher echelons of the Russian no. league anymore. They got took over by Ruben Kazan and Angie, Angie Katzler. Oh, Do you remember that team? They signed everyone they were, one season. Yeah, they were a thing for about three months, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, they had that weird yellow kit and um, one of the... Oligarchs bought them, I think, and yeah, they ended up exactly. buying a load of ex-Premier League players. And I Chris Samba played for them really randomly. Do you remember yeah. him? He was about eight foot tall, played for Blackburn, I think, and QPR. Yeah, he played for Cardiff, didn't he? Did he play for Cardiff? You're thinking of oh, Sol-, no, Sol-, Sol Bamba, Sol- yeah. Sol-, Sol Bamba. Chris Samba, Sol Bamba. Yeah. Neil Warnock's fave. Yeah, he said he was better than Virgil van Dijk, didn't he? True story. Well, maybe <laughs> this season. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, maybe maybe we should look into this afterwards about um, the, the the funniest sounding football names that are out there and um, Kaiser Chiefs I like yeah Kaiser Chiefs Torpedo Moscow's got to be high up there mm. I don't think anything's going to beat that but you never know we could find one email in with your with your with your great team name <laughs> <laughs> or just create one so all in all Neville scores five goals in the Premier League. And two in the Champions League. That's more than I thought, actually. Yeah, how many did you think he'd get? Do you know what? It's really weird. I remember he scored a goal against Middlesbrough. Like, but I, I know really random memory. It was at like a Christmas time one year, possibly like 1997. But I can't really remember him scoring any of the goals. None like jump up at me. No, I can't remember him joining up with the attacking play too much. He was kind of defence, defence, defence really, wasn't he? And well, he used to overlap with Beckham, didn't he, on the, yeah. the right-hand side? But then Beckham's going to put that cross in, isn't he? Or yeah. Beckham's going to shoot. You know, he He's was, not going to take the ball off Beckham. He was, <laughs> whack he, one he, he was the ultimate decoy. Yeah. Seven goals. That's not bad. Well, I say that's not bad. He did play about 800 games, or you'll tell me how many games. Well, I would tell you exactly, yeah. You've uh, <laughs> a thunder. slightly overshot his appearances. He did 602 appearances in all competitions. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Oh, shoddy. James Milner scoffs at him. 
James Milner made that many when he was about 15, I think. I wonder how many yellow cards he's had. Who, James Milner? <laughs> More than Neville, probably. Yeah. He made 85 appearances for England as well. That's a decent number. Yeah, he was uh, pretty much a stalwart right back, wasn't he? Once uh, Paul Parker became um, 57 years old and couldn't play anymore. Gary Neville was straight in there, really. And but he, he was a good fullback. He's, he wasn't the most talented, but you could tell he worked hard. And I think the Man United fans just loved him because he just, well, he just showed a lot of passion, didn't right, he? Especially in yeah. the derbies. Even even now, you know, he's 100% Manchester, isn't he? You can't you can't get more Manchester than him if you know Liam Gallagher had a baby with Noel Gallagher. <laughs> he's on a roll he won eight Premier Leagues not too shabby three FA Cups decent two League Cups two Champions Leagues Uh, okay two more than Cannavaro and Vieira wow Buffon Totti did they never did Cannavaro never win the Champions no, he won the World Cup. Have you not seen he? that clip of Martin O'Neill? It's Martin O'Neill. I think it was the World Cup in Brazil. And he sat there with um, Adrian Charles. Adrian Charles. <laughs> I've just won the lottery. It's the greatest day of my life. I'll probably have an extra biscuit. <laughs> he sat there with um, Cannavaro and Vieira and Martin O'Neill's there. And, and Adrian Charles chimes on at him and says, um, Oh, d- d- did you pl- wear your glasses when you were playing Martin? <laughs> Like an absolute prick. And then Martin O'Neill like shrugs up his full like five foot frame. And he's like, No, Adrian. I said I need to do the squeaky voice. No, no, Adrian. I didn't wear my glasses when I was playing. But I did win two Champions Leagues. <laughs> and then like looks across at Vieira and um Canavar and says, uh, how many did uh, you lads win? And they both like look at the floor and Mike. he's like, yeah, I won two in your face. Mic drop. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Adrian Charles is gutted like Cannavaro Vieira have just been done on air. And yeah, like you said, he might as well have just pulled his mic out and walked off at that point. But that's the European Cup where you had to win about three games to get to the final. No, it was, it was, it was a lot harder. It was a straight knockout back then uh, okay. in, in the 70s and it was all champions who did he win it with was it Forest? Forest, yeah yeah Nottingham Forest. Trevor Francis in the team and um, other players that I'm sure my <laughs> brother-in-law Albert would be cursing that I'm not naming now because he's a Forest fan <laughs> but yeah the, Liverpool at the time were dominating the European Cup and then Forest knocked them out in the first round and then um, went oh, wow. on to win it and then they won the next one what Forest wouldn't give to have a, a side like that again oh my god yeah well I mean they've They've got about three sides at the yeah, moment. true. No wonder they're struggling in the Premier League. They want to sign some players. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also won a Club World Cup. A Club World... That's not a proper trophy, though. I think it is if you if you win it. That's like the Community Shield, though, isn't it? You're just in it by default by winning another competition. Yeah, I, I didn't write down how many of them he won Charity Shields. I don't think it was that many, actually. I don't think United were that bothered about the Charity Shield most of the time. Um, he did win, with England, a bronze medal in Euro 96, of course. Did they officially win that? Well, did they officially come third at Euro 96? Yeah. Did they play a playoff? Yeah, they beat, um, I don't know, whoever it was. Czech, no. No, Czech probably got to the final. I don't know who Germany beat. Is it France? I want to say, I want to say France. Yugoslavia, Stan. If, yeah. only, if only Gaza had tapped in that one at the back post. <laughs> <laughs> I know, not that you English bang on about that well, at all. Yeah. So I, I've written down some highlights of young Mr Neville here. Um, in January 2006, he over-celebrated a last-minute goal versus Liverpool and enraged the fans, 
causing massive disturbances after the game. He was charged of improper conduct and fined £5,000. I think I remember that. He was like putting his shirt down and like proper giving. I think it was a Rio Ferdinand goal right at the end. It was a screamer from Ferdinand, wasn't yeah. it? Like a left footer in the top corner. And he just basically mugged off the entire Liverpool end. And um, yeah, he didn't go down very well, but like he cared, I'd imagine. He just hates the Scousers, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. I think, I, I, I think he genuinely just hates them with all his heart, with all his being. Yeah, it is a love-hate relationship, mostly hate. Yeah, he has a lot of hate for Liverpool. I think he said some. I think he's he's done a few interviews where he's insulted Scousers. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he's honest, I suppose. Is the is the thing? At least he's not like you know pretending that he he loves him while he's at Anfield commentating and then just slags him off when he's gone. You know, he's just he'll, he'll slag him off the whole time he's there as well. Yeah, he you will. Know? I'll give him that. He's consistent with it. Um, in '98, he declared himself a bit of a skeptic and refused to see faith healer Eileen Drury <laughs> under Glenn Hoddle's England. Him. Fair. <laughs> what did you think of Eileen Drury back in the day? Wasn't she the person that Hoddle brought in, like you said, faith healing because yeah. he believed in all, he was very spiritual and <laughs> yeah. very kind of, I mean, he may have made a few high profile comments about it, possibly, well, yeah. you know, yeah. so, <laughs> I don't know if we want to go there, but <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a football coach, just, just coach the team, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, England had qualified for that World Cup in 98 as well by going out to Italy and Paul Ince had the old headband. Yes. You know, and they they got the the nil-nil and it was all through like guts and glory. And then he kind of went the other way for the World Cup and brought in Eileen and you could you were encouraged to go and see her and sit down and it overshadowed it didn't it It overshadowed the achievements because they had again England had a great team back then. They don't, when you look back, especially now, consider compared to today, I know they've got decent players today, but mm. back then, oh, yeah. it was a who's who of well, fantastic players. Yeah, right? household yeah. names, yeah. you know, and yeah, a lot of players had gone to play in uh, Syria as well and got experience mm. over there. And I don't know if a, a crazy woman from Surrey with purple crystals is really going to make you not miss a convert, penalty. Yeah, <laughs> into a, a better footballer when you know. Let's not lie about it. Not many of them have got much education, <laughs> have they? <laughs> I can't imagine too many of them actually took it seriously. Gary definitely didn't. He he refused to see a point blank. So seeing how he is now as a pundit, I can imagine he just wouldn't have any of that at all. <laughs> yeah. um, fast forward ten years, and Gary is playing for England once again at Wembley. Unfortunately, his underhit back pass hit a divot, and wrong-footed the keeper Paul Robinson. The ball rolls into the net, and uh, Croatia ended up winning the game and destroying England's chances of qualifying for the Euros. And it went down as the thing is, that went down as a Neville own goal, didn't mm. it? When technically it was Robinson kind of just totally Yeah, it wasn't it. it wasn't the paciest of back passes. No. He could have recovered from the fact it hit a divot and yeah. you know, he, it was far too lackadaisical, wasn't it? And then you had the scene of Slaven Bilic um sliding on his knees in the rain and yeah. it cuts back to Steve McLaren with his brolly and a cup of tea <laughs> and it couldn't have been more different like the, the contrast at that moment was unbelievable and you could see why one nation is just given everything to qualify yeah. and England were like you know oh, a bit of rain get the brolly out I mean when have you ever seen a manager with a brolly ever <laughs> if, if only there was an insult that rhymed with brolly that yeah. they called him mm, 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 what was it <laughs> yeah. the wally with the brolly Speaking of divots, do you remember yeah. that? <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> do you remember that goal that um, I think it was Stan Collymore scored back in, um, 
I think it was the mid nineties against uh, yeah. Tim Flowers. I think yeah, it was when it was like a daisy cutter shot across, yeah. like miss kicked. He bent down to just yeah. pick it up off the ground. Yeah, proper ballooned yeah, over, ballooned didn't over it? his yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, it was a way at Blackburn Rovers at the That's time. It. Yeah, Collymore was under a lot of pressure back then as well because he wasn't scoring enough. And um, yeah, then he scored that screamer and. Yeah, yeah, terrible goal. I mean, there was there was a load of them, wasn't there? There was a Taibi as oh, well. United through the letter. Yeah, did the he legs. wear trousers as well? Yes, which he I always did. found weird. Yeah, the keepers. It was the one for Crystal Palace who just what used to wear those manky, stinking uh, yeah. old grey jobs. They were like, bombs. yeah, they were like PE pajamas. Yeah, they? they were. It's like he just found them out of lost property. Yeah, or wasn't something. he like Serbian Kirai? or something? Kirai? Yeah, Kirali. Yeah, Kirali. Yeah, yeah. Kirai. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I tell you what, mind England. Think England mid to late nineties. Think of the strikers you had. You had Shearer, Sheringham, Sutton, Andy Cole, Robbie Fowler, Stan Collymore, Les right. Ferdinand, Ian Wright. Ian Wright, yeah. I mean, think of now. You've got Harry Kane, and you've got a few kind of Tammy, untest- Tammy Abraham, Will Callum Wilson. Yeah, but I mean, none you would probably say was proven. In the Premier League, no, I mean, those, everyone you just named there could easily get between 20 and 30 Premier League goals a season, couldn't they? Yeah. And, and you wouldn't think it was abnormal, no, apart from Sutton, maybe. But, <laughs> um, well, he didn't he famously never play for England or he played for the he was called up for the B team and then he 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 refused to play, didn't yes, he? Correct, yeah, and, and he, then and then he never played for England after that. I'm sure Savage just wound him up about that as well. <laughs> yeah, I probably have. He never yeah. played at an international tournament, obviously, because he refused to play after that. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> they do they not do B teams anymore? Uh, I don't know. It's not high profile if they if they do. I think it's just under twenty ones now, isn't it? Because I think they do C teams, which is like non league players. There's a certain level oh. of the game where it's known as like the England C team, and they're like re- I'm not sure what level they play at, but it might, I think it's non league. But yeah, I was reading about it um, a little while ago. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I don't know why they if they bypassed B teams or I don't know what. The yeah, I haven't is, heard of England B for ages, so maybe you're right. Maybe it is gone now, and they just do under twenty ones, and then mm. they bring you. I mean, but players start so young now, anyway. That's the thing that under twenty ones is like a B team now, yeah, isn't it? But like you, you would never play for England that young beforehand. I think Ma- Michael Owen was the the odd exception, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, and yeah, um, nowadays, like you say, it's commonplace. But back then, yeah, mid to late twenties, really, to be a regular for England. So his record for England, he actually broke the number of caps for a right back. Um, he holds the record for that. Impressive. And the most appearances at the Euros with eleven. Who, who would have thought that? How many trophies has he won for England? Well, we got a bronze medal. <laughs> but out of all the, like you just no, said, all the players, people like Shearer that yeah. seem to have played for England forever, yeah. or Wayne Rooney's you know, record goal scorer, yes. the player with the most appearances at the Euros was Neville. He's also part of England's most capped brothers with old Philip. With old Philip Neville. 142 appearances between them. How many caps did Phil get for? I could just do the maths there, couldn't I? I, I don't know. I didn't write it down because I didn't care. <laughs> They got so they got more caps than the Charltons then. Yeah, more than the Charltons and more than other brothers who've played. I mean, I think of. I mean, Phil was just like Phil was a jack of all trades, wasn't he? He was a master of none. He could play left back, right back, centre midfield. He could give away a penalty in a crucial Euros game. Yeah, he could be a captain. He was just boring as fuck, wasn't he? I mean, like paint probably watches him dry. That's how boring he is. <laughs> Remember when he was commentating for a, when England were in Brazil? Yes. 2018 and I think it was quite late obviously the game I think it was the game against Italy which we 
obviously lost. And um, it was hard enough staying up to like half 11 to watch a game at night. And then you had Neville like, oh, there's a shot there. Oh, and now he's passed it in the middle. Oh, it was terrible. I think then the next game, he kind of overcompensated a little bit because he was getting slaughtered on social media. <laughs> I think literally... Turned up with like a bling t-shirt on and big sunglasses and let off a flare gun after two minutes. Yeah, he wasn't the most exciting person, Phil. I don't, think, I don't even know any stories about Phil. That's how boring he is. No, but the name Phil Neville just doesn't conjure up any, any excitement at all, really. No, I think that's what his wife said as well. <laughs> so to sum up his England career Gary Neville said my England career was a massive waste of time <laughs> <laughs> there you go oh, all those records <laughs> for nothing and he did not give a shit um, why, why not did he elaborate on that or I think was... because they never fulfilled their potential I think that's what he would have said afterwards you know they just took that snippet as a quote but basically it was a waste of time because they they just didn't play well enough to to, to win something like you just said all those players they had and that they, 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 they couldn't get over the line to actually lift a lift a trophy but you know like when people talk about England's golden generation they should have won this they should have won that I think I mentioned it the last episode stretching out that generation now <laughs> for like a hundred years <laughs> but you know when people say this like say oh 2006 they should have won this again I mentioned that last episode yeah. but kind of thinking about it kind of on a deeper level I mean, Italy had a good team back then. You had kind of Portugal had a good team. You had yeah. Brazil. You had, do you know what I mean? There was a lot of strong nations back then. You had great Italy. Players. Italy were getting to World Cup finals, though, weren't they? I suppose yeah. that's the difference. And then they obviously won the World Cup 2006. Yes. They won the Euros recently. So their generations are getting to that final. But England hadn't got to a final no. for God knows how long. It was 1990 semi final. 86 semi-final with was that semi-final against Argentina 86 yeah when oh, he that's bef- popped it in with his hand I think it was before my Allegedly. time mate. well that's before my time you know better than me on that one but oh, I, I saw it on TV <laughs> maybe I'll phone up Shilton and ask him if it was handball <laughs> not these bits do you remember when uh, Maradona died and Shilton just said yeah good good <laughs> the, the bloke was a twat and you're like come on Peter like time and a place isn't it time and a place yeah all these years later, he's still raging about it. Like, And then yeah. Steve Hodge is just selling his shirt. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> How much did he sell it for again? Seven million, wasn't it? Oh, seven million pounds for a shirt. The Maradona family have Steve Hodge's shirt and they're like, <laughs> right, this is our moment. Cash in. Straight down Sotheby's. <laughs> 12 pounds. I wouldn't Steve even... Hodge buys it back. Like, just, <laughs> just wears it just to double mug them off. <laughs> Steve Hodge, there's, there's a name I've never really heard of before well, we've mentioned him. Then. Seven million pounds richer he is now. <laughs> All that time. He kept it in this kind of like thermalock case as well, because yeah. I saw it on TV once. Oh, grow up in there. <laughs> <laughs> so Neville, after his wasted England career, he did, uh, as many of you will know, he went on to Sky Sports and... Um, Started off, he, he was a bit nervous, I think, mm. when he was getting into it. But he's now pretty much known as a pretty respected pundit on there. He's always honest. and He is. Um, he, he tears into United as much as anyone does. He, he'd tear into everyone else. He'll tell people to their face what he thinks. He is. You the, know, he isn't, he isn't shy. And um, he's got a really good bond with uh, Jamie, spat at me daughter, Carragher as well. Yeah. Which um, no one would have thought back in the day. <laughs> Those two are good together. I will say that. they. Uh, you can tell Sky tell them to argue a lot as well. Yeah. And Sky do kind of try and mix it up. But 
Then again, I suppose with some of the pundits they've got, like uh, Hasselbank, Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> Hasselbank trying to get a word in between. Wasn't there one with Keane and, and Carragher? Probably. Oh, when, get... when, when Keane had gone full tramp mode with his beard as well, like, you know, wrestling junkyard dogs in the car park. And... Was that where they were talking about Ronaldo? Something, yeah, why they'd sign Ronaldo. And then yeah. Jimmy kept trying to like butt in halfway through, like, well, uh, I think that... Well, probably... Then he just sat there like, with an awkward smile, like... Why they're like spitting on each other and tearing each other to pieces. <laughs> he is good on there as well, Keane. I quite like Keane on there. Yeah, Keane is... Uh, I think he's calmed down now, isn't he? I think he's more of a... He doesn't take himself as seriously now. I think at the first at first he did. What did he say about De Gea? That he let that goal in at Tottenham and he called him Poppadom at wrist or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, don't even let him on the bus on the way home. <laughs> this is Manchester United. <laughs> That's it, he won. I mean, fighting them all. He was like, didn't he say, I mean, fighting them all in a dressing room. Yeah, and he would. Yeah, he would. He would, yeah. He would, yeah. Fucking hell, he's a psycho. I did hear a story about Keane from ages ago when he was at Forest and um, Brian Clough was a manager and obviously Clough was a, was a big lad as well. Mm. You know, ex, ex-footballer. Incredible career. You know, Brian Clough. Brian Clough, his goal-scoring yeah. record was incredible. Oh, I didn't realise he played. I knew he managed. I knew he was no. a great manager, but... In a, in a minute, Google his, his goal-scoring record. It's unbelievable. I think he had to retire at like 26 or something. And he said if he hadn't retired, he'd have been right up there. Oh, wow. With like scoring goals. He was an absolute unit. And um, so the story goes, they had this beef in the dressing room and Brian Cup picked him up and hung him by his shirt no onto way. a hook <laughs> and then just walked out. Yeah. You imagine like a, a young Roy Keane, like Fuck completely yeah. defenceless at the time. Like. Uh, so after his... Careers hitting its way off at Sky. Uh, the class of 92 come to the forefront again and they end up buying Salford FC in 2014. That, 2014? That long ago? Yeah, so, so eight eight years ago now, yeah. So uh, Salford were a non-league team at the time, I believe. Yes, um, that makes sense. They bagged major money into them. Um, later on, they sell 50% to a Peter Lim. Who Is will that become familiar? Very important. In our next part of this, what else does Gary get up to? January 2022, he joins the Labour Party. Oh, of course he does. After spouting off on Twitter again and again and again, he finally puts his money where his mouth is and joins the Labour Party. And you just can't go anywhere without hearing Gary Neville's opinion nowadays. No, but he's got no solutions. No. He's just one of them celebrities like, this is outrageous, this is a disgrace. And then someone will tweet, so how do we fix this then? It's a disgrace. <laughs> Disgrace what it is. Just avoid the question. Avoid the question. Bla- he just blames the Glazers. Yeah. Um, it's all Wenger's fault. <laughs> <laughs> blames the Glazers, yeah. So, or just bangs on about them taking dividends out of the club. That's it, yeah. What did he say the other day about them? He said that they don't put any of their money in. That that billion pound they've invested has been raised by United. Like, but what? So you want United to spend another billion? I don't understand what he means, but I'm sure United fans will be raging at this point, uh, <laughs> saying that we haven't understood what he was on about. But tell us, write into us, go on our Instagram, tell us what is the actual beef with the with the Glazers, and then um, we'll decide if we believe it or not. And we'll get the Glazers on. We'll hear the, their side of the story. They are fucking ugly, the Glazers, well, aren't they? I'm not, I don't know if I've actually seen the Glazers. They look like lab experiments. <laughs> was the... Um, who was the guy who met fans at at the pub? Do you remember there was a guy recently who met fans at the pub? Outside oh yeah, was he some? It? Yeah, he was some kind of chief exec or something, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. and he let that? loads of stuff spill when they were recording. Him. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Is the guy who took over from Woodward? 
Yeah. Woodward. Like, I just love calling him Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward Wood. Wood. Woodchuck. <laughs> I remember, do you remember, um, was it Chris Keane, who was the Blackburn Rovers manager? Oh, Steve Keane. Steve Keane. And yes. he, um, he went out to some club somewhere abroad and he was getting pissed and then Blackburn fans filmed him. This is when the Venkis took over Blackburn yes. with their, their Indian chicken money. <laughs> And then he just basically slagged the club off, slagged, <laughs> slagged all the fans off and everything, didn't no he? Way. Like in the background. Some bloke's just filming him. You can't do it oh nowadays. Oh my god, what an idiot. All over the news the next oh, day. Oh, what a plum. Yeah, he didn't last too much longer after that. The he, uh, the, the the chicken dynasty fell in on itself. <laughs> he was shit anyway, got him relegated. <laughs> they brought in Sam Aladici after that. Aladici, yeah, the master <laughs> of the long ball. So in, in typical politician fashion only three months later, Gary Neville was banned from driving <laughs> after accumulating 12 points on his license. Oh, for fuck's sake. To oh, which he God. issues an apology, so it's all fine. Oh, it's all fine, yeah. Surprised he wasn't just swept into the House of Commons at that point <laughs> and made like Deputy PM. <laughs> He's one of us. There is also a, a, a chant that had come out. It was a Neville Neville chant to the tune of David Bowie's song, uh, Rebel Rebel. Neville, Neville, it was something like that. Um, it's the name of his dad. <laughs> Fucking terrible. But I suppose something had to be done about the fact his dad was called Neville, Neville. Oh, you can't let that lie. No. And you can guarantee a football crowd aren't going to let that lie. Imagine how many times he had to fill forms out. First name Neville, surname <laughs> Neville, no surname. Also Neville. <laughs> Middle name. Well, <laughs> you may as well. You may as well go for the the full like trivector on it. Uh, Twenty fourteen, as we said, started his career with Sky, and then he rejoined Sky in twenty sixteen. Now I know what you're thinking. Why? Why was there a gap? Why did he have to rejoin? Yeah, what's up with that gap? Did he go back and play for for England? Or? Yeah. Did he Did he put himself on the pitch at Salford? Yeah. Well, he in twenty fifteen. Unbelievably, he becomes the manager of Valencia. Say what? Valencia FC at the Mastaya. Wow, so that's a historic club. Historic club. I think um, Rafa Benitez had been there. Yes, he had, didn't he? Early 2000s, got him to two Champions League finals, won two titles in a row. Yeah. So, you know, they're off the the back of all that. Um, They've had some great players, haven't they, in the past? Yeah, David Silva, Claudio Lopez, Adrian Ilia. Guys, guys, Comendieta. Yeah, Canazares, the keeper with the ble- yeah. ble- bleach blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Aymar. Lots and lots and lots. Of and, our um, own agreed Well. Shokrodai Mustafi. Moving on. Juan Mata, Juan Mata played for them. Yes, yes, he did, yeah. So, you might think, how the heck does Gary Alexander-Neville, with zero managerial experience, become the head coach of La Liga Valencia. To be fair, after talking about Leeds United and Chilino's hiring last <laughs> yeah. episode, no, anyone can walk in. <laughs> well, to be fair, Valencia did offer it to Neil Redford three times, <laughs> but um, Chilino just kept phoning in and sacking him, even though he had nothing to do with Valencia. He just haunted him. <laughs> just quit, Neil. He was still crying You're in shit. the corner. <laughs> You'll never make it at the Mistaya. I'm just out walking my kids. <laughs> Neil, come back. Come back and manage for another week. All right. All right, Massimo. Well, to answer that, also in 2014, 
Valencia had been taken over by Singapore billionaire Peter Lim. Peter Lim, what's his story then? He'd come back into the fold. So Valencia were massively excited at this time because um, he put in a lot of investment, um, promised them instant success, and uh, the the current manager, do you know who the current manager was before Neville? Oh, go on. Nuno Espirito Santo. Ah, uh, yes, I knew he had a spell there. Uh, yeah. Good old Nuno, good old Nez. Um, he does very well, Nuno, in his first season. They qualify for the Champions League. They were like a mid-table team at this time, Valencia, mid-table or, or worse. They were like Villarreal, okay. you know, bobbing up and down the league. Um, yeah. So Nuno gets them into the Champions League, but his 15-16 season starts poorly, and the fans have also become really angry over his relationship with arch-nemesis agent George Mendes. I think um, Nuno brought with him to Wolves, didn't he, when he went there and signed about 700 Portuguese players. <laughs> yeah, his, his presence is definitely felt at Wolves, isn't it? Like you said, they've got the, the whole Portuguese side there. Really. <laughs> yeah. Minus Ronaldo, I think they've yeah, got every yeah. Portuguese international going. So, um, in November, Nuno resigns under the pressure. He resigned. Yep, yeah, and Valencia okay. were currently sitting in ninth at this at this tw- at this point. Um, okay. Peter Lim came out and said he was a massive fan of the class of '92. Um, he also liked Neville's analysis of his football on Sky Sports. Okay. Plus, we know he's invested heavily into Neville's co-owned football team, Salford. Mm-hmm. So all the links are there. And weirdly, three days before Gary's appointed Phil was appointed already as a first team coach they kept it in the family so then three days later Gary comes on zero manager experience <laughs> one of the, the the biggest and most historical clubs in La Liga can't speak Spanish <laughs> what could possibly go wrong yeah I think that's a big thing I think it's, it's one thing being able to analyse football and talk the talk but I think it's a different thing having to actually manage the players yeah. and take training it's hard enough even if you speak the same language as the players, mm. but I think if you don't speak the language, then, yeah, you're on a hiding to nothing, yeah. really. And I, it's a big club as well. I think that too. I think maybe if he'd been secretly learning Spanish, mm. you know, and then Peter Lim knew this, and he was like, um, what is yes in si. Spanish? Si. <laughs> si. I will join. But, um, no, he hadn't done that at all. Um, the fan base, let's just say, was divided at this point divided that's probably putting it nicely well a lot of them quite um, were, were quite positive believe it or not because um, he had a huge exposure in world football he's a big name isn't he and they pointed to his 2.1 million followers on Twitter wow thinking that that would help him draw in the world's best players and Let's get Justin Bieber in charge yeah he'd just get a big broom and sweep up all the talent from the <laughs> Premier League and they'd come over to play for Valencia um Obviously, he was outside the transfer window at, at this period because we're into like uh, the, the end of the year. So he was stuck with who he was, who, yeah. who came with him. Um, although he did have some good players there already. I think you had uh, Jao Cancelo, who City fans will know all about. Class. Um, as you say, he did have Chocodama Staffy at the back <laughs> and Negredo up front, but... There were some players with uh, European experience I in th- there. I think they had um, Andre Gomez, who went on to play yeah. for Everton. Yeah. And Rodrigo as well yeah. at Leeds. At Leeds, so, yeah. yeah. some known players. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So his first game, unfortunately, <laughs> was a Champions League game. 
Wow. Does it get bigger than that? No, not at all. But Nuno had kind of done the spade work up to this point to destroy Valencia's <laughs> Champions League progress. And Neville ends up losing 2-0, I think it was away to Lyon, uh, which meant they finished third in the group mm. and straight into the Europa League. Promoted to the Europa League, so Yeah, so he's not completely out of Europe, but obviously he would have preferred to have stayed in the highest competition in Europe. But, yeah. you know, to be fair, what can he do? First game, can't really communicate with the players. Yeah. They'd already done shit in the group anyway. So you can't really lay that one on him. Um, or no fans weren't happy about it. Neville is like quite an, comes across as quite intelligent for a footballer anyway. Mm. So the fact he's gone there without learning Spanish <laughs> and ultimately he's having to speak to a translator, I'm assuming one of the coaches to translate back yeah. to one of the players. And then, Probably Marco Branca. When they, no, not Marco Gianlu- Branca, Gianlu- Gianlu- Gianluca Festa. Gianlu- yeah. Festa <laughs> came over with him. Yeah. And then the, the player on the other side would then have to speak to the coach and then they would have to relay it back to Neville so it's all uh, it, it's just, just yeah. makes no sense to me it's, it's, it, it's going to be difficult yeah. should we say you know it's a massive task yeah, um, absolutely. but he's thrown himself in there so he kicks off with his La Liga campaign now and um, okay. as we said uh, Valencia was sitting in ninth <clears throat> and fortunately <laughs> oh, no. doesn't really hit the ground running um, he fails to win any of his first nine La Liga games. Oh, ouch. Which isn't what you want. Um, nine he does, games. He does do quite well in the Copa del Rey. Okay, okay, good cup run. Yeah, so he manages to keep him going in the Copa del Rey right up to the semi-final. But yeah, not very good at all in mm. La Liga. And teams are finding a way to beat them quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't able to change anything. There was a lot of pressure from the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a, a comment later on that um, he didn't really have the, the the front to stick with the decisions he made. I think he went to bring a striker on at one point in a the game they were losing and he got howled at by the crowd mm-hmm. and ended up telling the guy to sit down and brought someone else on. Didn't have that courage in his convictions. No, which the fans hated even more because at least if he'd have just stuck with what he wanted to do, mm. they could say, right, this is what he wants to do. This is how he's going to do it. Yeah. But when they see things like that, they think he's just weak and you know he, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then the, the results obviously give you that impression as well, unfortunately. It probably with Neville, again, this is like with hindsight. I think if he'd have gone to a Premier League club at a similar level to Valencia, say, I don't know, just picking a random team, Aston Villa, Maybe with the Premier League, I think they play a certain kind of... Comfortable mid-table team. Yeah, comfortable mid-table team, exactly. I think with like Valencia being such a historic club, and I think with teams in La Liga, a lot of them play the same, don't they? They like to get it on the ground, pass it about. In the Premier League, it's a lot more physical. Yeah. So maybe it might have been hard to kind of imprint that type of... His type of football on Valencia. Yeah. And I I don't think uh, Valencians, if that's how you say that... Oh, it is now. Um, would have expected to win a title, you know. Real Madrid at the, the peak of their powers. Barcelona still got Messi at the time. Um, Atletico, Atletico were winning the odd uh, uh, they, title as well. They were doing well. Um, Sevilla were mm-hmm. a strong European team. So maybe fourth or fifth, they'd have thought, okay, if we could get back in the Champions League, incredible. But let's just get up to fourth or fifth. Maybe get the odd victory over Real or Barca, you know, keep the fans yeah. happy. Or get a good cup run, like he had. Yeah, absolutely. I'm liking where this cup run is going. I can yeah. only see success in this it's, future now. You know, the, the the King's Cup is on the way back to the Mastitis, surely. Yeah, definitely. No one's going to stop them. 
<laughs> the, uh, the next result, Neville's described as his most painful night. Oh. I wonder if that changed after Liverpool finally won a league in 30 years. <laughs> Probably did, actually. Yeah, I that, think. that may have just pipped it. But he, would, he would relive this game a thousand more times if it meant that Liverpool's, Liverpool never won the league again. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know what happened, uh, you must have been living under a football rock because it was pretty well publicised. Unfortunately, Valencia come up against a Barcelona team at the camp now and they are destroyed... 7-0. Didn't, uh, I think Messi and Suarez, didn't they both bag hat-tricks? I think so, yeah. And then um, one of the fans just came on and scored one as well, right, <laughs> right at the end, just to take the piss. Um, it, it got even worse because a quote surfaced pretty soon after this, as the, the internet does, does what it does. They, um, they said, Neville had once said, you see teams go to Barca and lose 5-6, 7-0. Barca are a good side, but if I was involved with a team who got beat 7-0 there, I wouldn't be able to look my family in the eyes anymore. Fucking hell, oh Gaz, oh Gaz. <laughs> so we can, we can only assume Gary Neville hasn't seen his family for the last six years after this. Oh, poetic justice. Just has to like look at them through the letterbox hole. <laughs> I can't look at you, I'm sorry. Christmas is on like Skype, but with the camera turned off. Did he actually say the word 7-0 if I was involved? Yep, 5-6-7-0, oh. yeah. And if I was to lose 7-0 there, so he chose the worst one. He actually chose 7-0. Yeah. They must have done that on purpose then, Barca. They, prob- they probably could have scored eight, but they were like, <laughs> no, we want this. Co- yeah. We want these words to come yeah. back and bite him exactly how he said it. They had his quote up on the dressing room wall, <laughs> yeah. like, while uh, Messi and Neymar were filming a Pepsi advert. <laughs> one, one player, Gilhelm Siguera. Remember him? household name yeah I think he was on Strictly Come Dancing last week but <laughs> he had positive words to say about Neville oh oh I. Gary sat at the back of the bus with us and told us it's not our fault oh that's what you want the problem with that is he just buys into the theory that a lot of the squad were expecting him to absolutely lose his shit after this yeah. you know but he didn't he kind of went to the back of the bus got some cards out, you know, ah, yeah. lads, it's happened. Yeah. Forget about it. Let's have some paella. He wants He wants to be their mate. Yeah. Drink some Estrella. Um, if you want to sponsor us, by the way, Estrella. Yeah. Feel free. Get on it. Or Madri. Or anyone. Anyone. <laughs> give, just give us some money. Wimpy. Are they still going? I think, yes. Yep. I think they are. Probably. They've got like one in Chelmsford somewhere. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Neville survives this debacle. Oh. Just... Some other notable games, 17th of March, they win 2-1 against Athletic Bilbao in the Europa League. Good result. <clears throat> Unfortunately, that means they lose on away goals. Okay, bad result. And Neville got sent off for protesting the goal that they did score. <sighs> Where was his passion against Barcelona? Well, again, the players came out publicly, a few of them, and said he didn't even go nuts then. You know, He was going nuts in the stadium, but he never had a go at us. Thinking he's one of the players still. How do they know he wasn't having a go at them? They can't understand him. Well, yeah. You know, he's just, I don't know, maybe he's just like arm around the shoulder yeah. and, you know. I think he had to like set up situations that he'd learned. Like he got a cat and a table <laughs> and then he'd like go up to like Negredo and be like, ah, Alvaro, the cat is on the table. <laughs> and then just walk off because that, that was his entire Spanish knowledge that he, that he knew. 
What a philosopher. Mind you, I've watched All or Nothing Arsenal, and that's basically Mikel Arteta's <laughs> team talks. <laughs> Look at the light bulb. <laughs> this light bulb is you. Oh, no. Fucking unbelievable. How the hell they're doing so well this season? He must have gone completely different with his team talks. He, pro- he probably got Aileen Jewelry in. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish one. Um, the 13th of February, 2016, he wins his first game in La Liga. Whoop, whoop. He beats Espanyol 2-1. Decent. In your face, Espanyol. Mini Barcelona. You know, the, maybe he can win the, win the title from here. Maybe he can. He could go on a run. Rags keep going. Riches. He does go on a run. A run of five straight La Liga defeats. Oh, <laughs> Gary, Gary, Gary. And he is undoubtedly sacked in March 2016. <laughs> I told you it wasn't very long. He lasted longer than he should have done, really. They were 14th at this point, so he's gone from 9th to 14th out of every competition. Six points off relegation. He never had a clean sheet. Oh, that's damning. That is damning. And he had, in La Liga, I think this is, three wins out of the 16 La Liga games he played. Which, you know, is relegation form in anyone's book, really. Was he still coaching England at this time? Uh, I think he was only doing that while he was commentating. I don't think he was part of England set up during this time. It was... Took all his uh, all his effort just to try and coach Valencia, mm. I think, and that didn't go very well. No, so. um, Seguera pops up again, defending Neville again. Oh, what's, he, what's he been saying now? The players weren't good enough, and we take responsibility. I used to play as him on the PlayStation. Oh my god! <laughs> There's no used to fucking play. way. What, a, what he means is he used to play as Manchester United on the PlayStation. <laughs> the way he says that is like he literally just chose just to control Neville. <laughs> What yes, is- yes, Gary is on FIFA, whatever this was, FIFA 15, FIFA 16, he's on there. Yeah. But even when you have the... Who was in goal now, Van der Sar, probably? Yeah, would have... Say you're Van der Sar and you're dropping it out instead of kicking it. You'd probably never even pass to Neville. No, you wouldn't. You'd pass to Yap Stam. Yeah, was next and to then him. straight forward to Keane or whoever was playing in midfield then. What's that got to do with anything though? Why does he feel like that's worth mentioning? <laughs> the fact that he used to play as him on FIFA. That's the So you can't, you can't no have a go at him as a manager. What is it? What does he mean? Does he mean he put him up front? <laughs> oh. Neville with his 23 shot score <laughs> on FIFA. Like, fuck off. Oh my god! I used to play. Gary Neville didn't even play as himself on FIFA. <laughs> None of the Manchester lads did. There's no way. Key probably dropped him as soon as he logged on to it. <laughs> Although if he was playing him as him on Pro Evo, he wouldn't have been called Neville. He'd have been called like Dishevelled or something. <laughs> ba- Barry Dishevelled. <laughs> Barry Dishevelled. <laughs> Well, they do get the pro evil. Usually, get the rights to like one team, and that's it. And that's yeah. their selling point. It's like, oh, you can have the real players of Wrexham, <laughs> Oldham Athletic, yeah, for ninety-two. <laughs> so yeah, good old Sequeira. He's got his corner. He's playing as him on FIFA. He's got his Panini stickers from every year, and his uh, Neville altar at the back of his uh, villa. Oh God. Uh, many said, unfortunately. <laughs> that he just didn't have the backbone to manage a club like Valencia. We've talked about him mm. changing his mind with the sub. we talked about him sitting at the back of the coach with the lads, not having a go at them when he got knocked out of the Europa League. You know, just it, it was always that, oh, I'm still one of you mentality. And, and yeah. if you're a manager, not even just a football manager, you can't be everyone's mate. You just can't because you, you need to have that authority level 
Definitely. where you get that respect. And sometimes it means telling people off or pulling them up for stuff. And, you know, if you're not prepared to put yourself on, on the chopping block for that, you're never going to get that respect from the players. And the reaction is going to be, you're going to lose football games. Would he have become a manager, as he said, if Lim hadn't just offered him the job at Valencia? I don't think so. There's, there's no way. It has to be that that connection yeah. with, with Peter Lim, who, who just you know ignored any advice he was given. <laughs> so Neville didn't have like that passion for it, say like a Gerrard or a Lampard, when no. they've started at... Well, I say lower league, you know, at least championship level. Yeah. Where they've kind of like earned this strike. Controversial about Rangers there, but <laughs> <laughs> I just wait for them to phone in. Well, Scottish League, League Two, and that, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato. That is the com- comments of Adam Humphreys <laughs> and not Adam Solomon. <laughs> but yeah, it's but. In all, in all seriousness, I, so Neville didn't have that passion. He didn't want to... Because he was assistant at, at England, wasn't he? Yeah. So he had some coaching credentials. Yeah, and it's probably not that hard to shout over Warrior at the time either. Yeah, so. true. But if he did, again, like we said earlier on, if he just started at a lower level club, just to use Frank Lampard's case of Derby County, yeah. you can put your imprint on the team a little bit. And also, you're managing plays in the Championship when you've had a you know a Premier League, a World yeah, Cup career. exactly, yeah. Valencia, massive club, historical club, doesn't speak the language. He's probably just looking for that acceptance, isn't he? Yeah. And he's just trying to keep everyone on side. Yeah, and, you know, it's ended up biting him in the arse. He's been sacked. Um, And you only have to look at the fact that he hasn't managed since. You know, that's what he thought of the whole experience. He's never looked to manage again, and I don't think he ever will. Do you think that's that's probably put a lot of other pundits off? Becoming a manager, it's probably Carragher. If, if his mind wasn't made up before, probably seeing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, but I think yeah, it's, it's all very different. I mean, it's like anything, really, isn't it? I mean, me, you, Twitter, Instagram, we all have our opinions. We all kind of think we know why we why your team lost that game or yeah. who they should have picked. But ultimately, we're not on the training ground every day. We're not aware of like players' attitudes when they're when they're out on the training pitch Monday to Friday. <laughs> It's not just like playing football manager. There is a lot to take into account. Yeah, definitely. Not just seeing what's in front of you on a Saturday on the TV screen. There's a lot of other variables to take into account. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, unfortunately, not everyone was as complimentary or, <laughs> or polite about Neville. Canazares, who we mentioned before, the ex-keeper with the uh, bleach blonde hair, he said, that man treated the opportunity to coach Valencia as a joke. He is not worthy of my opinion, nor any of my respect. Wow. That is ultimately damning, isn't it? You don't get more yeah. damning than that. He may as well have got like a lightning bolt from the gods and just <laughs> smashed it into Neville's face. It is powerful. He, Neville obviously left an impression on him as well to yeah. be able to use those words. It's much better than live, laugh, love. He's not worthy of my opinion, nor any of my respect. Just imagine he spat on the floor at that point <laughs> and then and then left. Um, Hernan, Hernan Crespo, do you remember him? I do. I do. I don't, I don't know why he ended up quoting, because I don't think he ever played for Valencia, <laughs> but he said, to watch a game on TV is very different than from the bench. I am almost happy he struggled at Valencia. He was too harsh as a pundit. <laughs> so he was probably slating him for his shit career at Chelsea at the, at the time, yes. I'd imagine. Yeah, sounds like it, doesn't it? And uh, Crespo took it personally. <laughs> However, fast forward five years, and Valencia aren't really in any better state now. No. To be fair, I don't think any of their managers have lasted longer than about eight, eight, nine months. Okay. Um, is Peter Lim, Peter Lim still involved, is he? Um, I think he's, he may still be, I think he's gone now. The, the fans definitely turned on him. Um, they've got a half-built new stadium just sitting unfinished. The Mastaya. 
Um, well, they, they were building a new stadium nearby, but um, it's, it's never been finished, so they're still playing at the Mastaya now. Um, nearly every star player they had has been sold for peanuts, wow. which we've seen. Jao Cancelo left. Um, all the uh, other players that have gone to the Premier League or Syria or other La Liga teams, you know, they've got no one really playing for them left anymore. Um, so it, it does make you think, you know, was Neville out of his depth or was he just not given a good enough chance? Because nobody since him has managed to turn around Valencia either. And they can speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And they have got more experience, these managers that have come in. But they've had the same fate. But if you can't communicate with your players, and I don't know how extensive his Spanish lessons well, were. Well, I, I can tell you exactly. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say that. Neville has been quite candid about his time at the club, to be fair. Um, and, you know, I think he's got to the point now where he can laugh about it. Um, probably doesn't take too many holidays to Valencia, just in case. But he said, I had Spanish lessons four times a week. But all I learned was concentration. So that's all I could say for four fucking months. He, he couldn't even say si. No, just, just any time, any stage of the game, kick off concentration. <laughs> throw in concentration. Corner concentration. <laughs> Last five minutes, concert, yeah, yeah, Gary, we get it, concentration, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll all concentrate, mate, don't worry about it. So four, four lessons a week, and that's all he could muster what was he after pay- four months. What was he paying his teacher? Oh, I don't know, but he obviously wasn't just very good at languages. I think even Phil had mastered most of Spanish by that time, but yeah. Gary just never did. Um that's shocking. It, it does remind me, though. Do you remember other managers that have gone abroad? Um, obviously, Moyes at Real Sociedad. Yeah. He gave that interview when he said, I've met the players un, dos, tres times. <laughs> <laughs> that was the extent of his... Then, uh, he tried, bless him. Obviously, going back to the old Wally with the brolly Steve McLaren when he went over to Twente. Oh, I remember that. Twente in yeah. Holland. He turned Dutch for... 10 minutes <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't even Dutch was it? he was no. just shit English <laughs> yeah. even though the Dutch lady that was interviewing him spoke English fluently and asked him every question in English he for some reason came out what did he say they were playing Arsenal in the Europa League game weren't yes, they and he it, said yeah. um, when we play Arsenal we are how you say <laughs> underdog <laughs> yes underdog Steve because it's also English <laughs> The whole fucking sentence was in English. You don't have to stutter in the middle of it and oh. pretend that you've you've forgotten the English word. You're still talking English. How the hell, the hell did he ever become England manager? Just a manager, full stop. <laughs> <laughs> the best bit about that was um, Joey Barton taking the piss out of him when he went to... Oh, uh, he, he was at Marseille, He went to he? Marseille, yeah, yeah. And he was like... And it was all done on purpose, just to mug off Steve McLaren. I got... Um, this is this is the best quote about Neville's time there. The worst thing I did was lease a property there for 12 months. Oh, God, that's ambitious. And getting sacked after four months. <laughs> My mum used it as a holiday home for eight months. <laughs> like I said, at least he can laugh about it, you know. So he ends up 14 points from 48 available in La Liga. Oh, that's shit. 10 wins in 28 games in all competitions. That many? I thought it was less than that. Well, he had that cup run, didn't he? Ah, the cup run. Yeah. yeah, which kind of the majority of those wins were. I think the three of those wins were in La Liga. Okay. So um, there was probably at least four or five in um, the Copa del Rey. And then maybe he had like one win 
in the Europa League. Okay, makes sense. So when you break it down, like 10 and 28, you know, that's pretty much a third. doesn't sound that bad. It doesn't, does it? When you think 80% of them were in the cup. Probably beat some lower league teams as well. Uh, he got knocked out of the Champions League, Europa League and the Copa del Rey in that's, four months. That's good going. <laughs> so that is the story of Gary Alexander-Neville and his time at the Mestaya. Um Short... Not very sweet and pretty shit. Part of me really wanted you to say, Massimo Cellino, Cellino hired him for Leeds <laughs> yeah. after he left Valencia. Just to, just to fit in for Redfern for a, for a couple of months. But um, yeah, as we said, Gary's never looked at going back to management. This this experience was enough to put him off and he's, he's happy just uh, bouncing around the football pitch in Zorbs with uh, Carragher. Soured him for life. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he's found his calling as a pundit. He likes to talk. He thinks he knows it all. To be fair, he's pretty good at it as well. What pundits out there at the moment do you think would... Do you think any pundits would make decent managers at the moment? I know obviously some have been managers like Roy Keane, but... Um, yeah, Shearer did it for a while, didn't he? Let's not talk about that. At the tune. Yeah, apart, apart from Big Al. Um, I don't know. There's not many good pundits left now, really. I would have... Oh, uh, Ali McCoy did do it, didn't he? He did, he did. He was he at Sunderland well. for a while, he was at Rangers. He, he had did. that fight with Neil Lennon. He did well at Rangers, actually. Yeah, well, it's not that hard, is it? Let's no. be honest. Especially. You, you called, well, you called them the equivalent of League Two earlier as well. So. Well, I think that was Adam Humphreys. Adam <laughs> Humphreys said that. Adam Humphreys. <laughs> Send all your Twitter hate to him. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really like many pundits that are on at the moment. Other than Neville and Carragher, really. But yeah, maybe it would be interesting to see. Um, Frank Lampard's obviously still at Everton. Um, I think it's that generation of England plays, isn't there? As you mentioned, yeah. Frank Lampard, Gerard. Rooney's just left Derby. Yeah, yeah. Tony Adams is still knocking about the management scene. Yeah, well, he's uh, dancing away on Strictly Come Dancing at the moment. He is currently. Do you he actually knows he's on it or he's just so pissed up he doesn't even know what's going on? Like a Little from column A, a little from column B, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. They just bring him out and like uh, make him dance for everyone. Well, he he did a bit of dancing when he was training. Um, was it Granada who he managed? <laughs> yeah, and it yeah. was that famous clip yeah. where he's um, on the training pitch trying to uh, trying to communicate what he wants his players that to do. That was hilarious. Maybe Neville should have tried that. Maybe he needed to create like a David Brent-esque dance to uh, <laughs> communicate what he wanted. That might have worked better. The Brentmeister. <laughs> So that is that is the story of Gary Neville. Um, let us know what you think about his time at Valencia. Uh, send us some comments. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Subscribe. Download. Jump on our Insta. Jump on our Twitter. And uh, yeah, just keep in touch with us. Yeah, let us know what you think. If you can just give us a follow, give us a like on all the platforms that we're a part of, that would be great. Just honestly, if anyone finds any enjoyment out of this, then that's, that's a win for us. If you think we're shit, well... You've given us a listen, which which we appreciate. Tell your friends we're shit, and they and they may share that opinion. They probably will. We'll be back in the next couple of weeks with a new episode. Keep an eye on the social media pages. If you've got any suggestions for anything you want us to talk about, then please let us know. Okay, guys, that's it for this week, and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks for listening, all. Cheers.
Like a cloud